0: time now for fantasy football weekly on kfan presented by davani's your weekly source for the nation's best fantasy speculation and advice fantasy football weekly is also brought to you by green belt premium no-name butcher quality meats honda town hall family and by the Park Tavern, now, now, along with Fanball and League Safes Matt Harrison and Brian Johnson, here's Paul Charchian.
1: Hello, New Ulm, Minnesota. <laughs> Woo! It is fantastic to be here. This is, uh, it's turning into an annual tradition, broadcasting live from the Shells of Brewery. We did it last year in front of maybe, I don't know, a quarter as many people as we have this year. My co-hosts, Matt Harrison, Brian Johnson. Wait, who are you? Uh, I am Paul Charchi. Oh. Yeah, I wasn't here last week. The, the streak is, is over. The, well, the, uh, the, the, that's my first show that I've missed in 24 years, but we're, uh, I'm very happy to be, uh, be back. We are happy Rolling to up have our our you back. Sleeves. I want to take uh, just a moment to be sure to thank... Ted Marty. Ted, will you stand up back here and maybe, yeah, so everybody, as you guys know, Ted owns the brewery. A decade-long supporter of this show and the station. Thank you so much for hosting. We love, we love Greenbelt. We love the product. We love the people especially. Been working with Ted, his wife Jody, and the marketing team here for 10 years. They are fantastic people and such big supporters of fantasy football and our show. We love that as well. And we've devised a new drink. Last night, yeah, Matt,
2: yeah. tell people about it. Uh, this is what I like to call the blue light special. It is. It's grain belt blue. Yes, half of that and grain belt premium light, half, half of, that. of that, and the it's blue just light delightful. Special. Yes,
3: so
1: I love it. It's I fantastic. love how I've been
3: cut out of all attribution <laughs> for the blue light special. Brian, That's right. Brian was there.
1: Yeah, he was there, but, <laughs> but you came up with it. Apparently, I'm yes. your,
3: I'm your muse, man. You know it. Maybe. Fant-
1: yeah, fantastic. Um, we're we. The Crush Charts Challenge will be up and running again. I know a lot of you have been playing that over the years. That's going to come back. It's We're not quite up yet, and it's still far in advance of Week 1 anyway, but we'll be back with the Crush Charts Challenge again. The $2,000 grand prize, the winner's banquet at Manny's Steakhouse in uh, early January. Back for an opportunity to play that, and, of course, that is all free as well. And that, of course, also is courtesy of shells brewery we always appreciate that yeah thank you very much all of that you know, sounds all yummy that. the two thousand dollars comes right out of ted's checking account <laughs> you know you could retire on that two grand but then it's not happening yeah so um thanks again it's it's so nice to be here i've seen four peacocks but they're not near us right now we need the peacocks we want to have the cawing of the peacocks in the matt call them <laughs> that's pretty good yeah That really is pretty good.
2: I've been working on it all off-season.
1: Now, I'm a little bit worried that that's a mating call.
2: It is. It is. That's the only one I work on.
1: (laughs) I bet. I bet. Got that down pat. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We have a lot to get to over the course of this show. It's going to be a ton of fun. We'll talk about our week, uh, some of the the things we've already learned from uh, the preseason games. We have a a new segment that we're going to do every year that we're here called the Peacock-Off. Mm-hmm. And... (laughs) The peacock-off is when <laughs> we will give bold predictions about which we will hopefully be peacocking later in the season. We've got five hot questions. We'll talk about the uh, the wide receivers that have the toughest defensive matchups. Who are the guys that are facing a slew of great cornerbacks that you'll want to be aware of? We'll go through that as well. We'll talk about the rookies that you want to uh, prepare for for your dynasty drafts and empire drafts. Who, well, If you're going to have a rookie, a primarily a rookie draft, how are those rookies shaking out? And then we'll give our sleepers, and we'll also talk to you guys. We'll take questions from the audience throughout. How's that sound? Great? Are you excited to be here? Yes. And I think virtually everybody's drinking beer at 10 in the morning.
3: I'm Fantastic excited that day. we get to drink beer finally. And the, oh, oh.
1: <laughs> We would never drink beer on the air, ever. Matt.
2: Hi. Hi. FCC a
1: <laughs> Tell us about uh, Pittsburgh taking on Philadelphia in an interstate rivalry. Don't mind Thursday. if I do.
2: Yes. Um, Kind of a boring game. James Conner was the running back that started in this game. Obviously, mm-hmm. Le'Veon Bell's not there. He carried four times for 25 yards. It's The only thing that that's notable about is if you're handcuffing Le'Veon Bell, James Conner appears to be the guy right now that you want to – target. Uh, right. Juju had a 71-yard touchdown pass on a broken play from Landry Jones. That was kind of cool. He went over the corner, yeah, snapped. It. It was... And then Dallas Goddard from uh, Philly, the new tight end, rookie yeah. tight end. He had a second-quarter touchdown pass from Nate Sudfeld. Uh, it was a nice catch in the end zone, too, and it, I think that they're going to highlight him more than most rookie tight ends are usually highlighted in I the agree. I think
1: in really deep leagues, you can draft Zacherts early, which you'd have to do. And then if you've got 18, 19, 20 roster spots, yeah. I think you could actually – this could be the rare tight end handcuff.
3: It could be. It could be. For sure. That reminds me of uh, Forrest Gump. Dallas from Philly. Tex, he was from Cleveland. Uh... <laughs>
1: yeah, lost me. Yep. What? Sorry. <laughs> Anyone? Thank <laughs> no, hey, you. Hey, Thank you, people. It, I think like most people, when I think of Forrest Gump, I think – how did Pulp Fiction not win Best Picture? Or how did Shawshank not win Best Picture that year? Forrest Gump? Really? I didn't That's a pick travesty. the winner. <laughs> it was a Shawshank redemption. Tampa Bay took on Miami. Uh, Jameis Winston did not start this game because he's not going to start the season. They started Stubert as their starting quarterback. Then Jameis came in against the second team and lit him up, went 11 for 13. Uh, of note, and I think this is really important. Uh, Peyton Barber got a goal line touchdown and he got a lot of work with the first team. And don't be surprised if this turns into a sneaky hand uh, running back by committee with Peyton Barber and, uh, and Ronald Jones later in the game, Ronald Jones also got a goal line touchdown and um, with the They're doing the rookie hazing right now. Maybe a little bit, but but I don't be, I think Peyton Barber is going to be a fly in the ointment in Tampa. Mark my words on the Miami side. Uh, Rookie running back Kalen Bulaj, who many people think is a super sneaky sleeper, uh, had a fumble after leaping over a defender. The leap was really good, but then he coughed it up, and we never like to see that. They targeted him five times though as a running back, and so Kalen Bellage in PPR leagues, rookie, he's tall. He's yeah. like the weird, like six foot two running back that you never yeah. see in the NFL. Um, he's somebody who could be a PPR contributor at some point. We'll watch the fumbling. Ryan Tannehill got his first start in 606 days of football.
2: I'm still not excited Nobody's about draf- it. Nobody's
1: drafting yeah. him. Uh, Matt, Cleveland took on the Giants.
2: Don't we want to do one of Brian's games? Yeah,
1: let's talk about, well, let's, wow. let's, let's 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 talk about
3: Washington team in no, the Patriots. Yeah. I,
1: I, I thought you were out of all of these. Sir. No, I, I
3: got back in because you I, got just, back I in. love working all so much. Right. All um, right, right. <laughs> so I, I don't have a beer. But everyone else pick up your beer and pour some out for Darius Geis. Because uh, that's uh, what we're talking about can here. I, can it's...
1: they pour some out into their mouth?
3: Sure. Yeah, you don't want to waste this stuff. Yeah,
1: don't waste the, the, the grain belt. But uh,
3: yeah. that's the main talking
2: point here. Everybody picked it up and took a sip. That I was like wonderful. That. <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, they, this group does not need a lot of encouragement <laughs> to drink beer. They're at a brewery at 10 in the morning. This is our key demographic right here.
3: But yeah, guys done for the year. It looked like he would be okay. Well, they, yeah,
1: based on the 37-yard run in which he yeah. in which he uh, uh, ended up suffering the injury. The yeah. worst. Some
3: people were even willing to draft him the next day in an <laughs> MFL 10. Paul Churchin. Um, <laughs> the worst part about it is, though, is we
2: could have had uh, our Jacques from the morning show come on and talk about Darius Geis
3: a lot of times maybe. during our Fantasy Football Weekly show. All right. I'm going to miss that. Okay. So so right now it's Capri Bibbs or Samaj P. Ryan for the early down it'll be,
1: it'll be p ryan unfortunately or will um,
3: it be adrian peterson or will it be demarco it, murray
1: so let's ask would you would you draft adrian peterson right now on the speculation that some team maybe washington is this is going to happen again right some team's going to pick him up and put him in a position where he might get some carries how about in the audience no nobody wants anything to do with adrian peterson you know you guys used to be fans <laughs> you know what happened Maybe the greatest Viking to ever play. That guy's the game. wearing an
3: Adrian Peterson jersey, yeah, right. and he won't even do it. it either. No, they're, they're smart fantasy players. They're disassociating their feelings, their sentimental yeah. feelings, towards Peterson because he's cooked, and he should not it, be in the NFL. It's not
1: 2012 it. anymore. Nope. No, it really isn't. All right, now, yeah, Cleveland at the Giants.
2: Well, this one was kind of an exciting. It uh, was. It was a great. It was actually game.
1: very good preseason. The game. battle
2: between the number one overall pick and the number two overall pick, Baker Mayfield and Saquon Barkley. Hello, Saquon. Welcome yeah. to the show.
1: How about that first carry of Saquon Barkley? 39
2: yards on his Ooh. first play of the game. The notable part was Jonathan Stewart had as many touches in the first drive with the first team as Saquon did. They each had two. <laughs> it's like, no, don't do not do this to me. No. I don't want Jonathan Stewart Jonathan on the field.
1: Jonathan Stewart's no good, and they know it.
2: Yeah, they'll figure it out, they'll, right? Yeah. Yeah. They don't
1: know it now. They'll know it <laughs>
2: Uh, Tyrod Taylor started the game for Cleveland. He connected with Jarvis Landry down the sideline for a 32-yard completion. Then Landry, of course, got a 15-yard penalty for taunting right away. Uh, David Njoku, I know you were really excited about this, charge. I was. He had two touchdowns, one from Tyrod and one from Baker Mayfield. And both of them were, were pretty nice plays, especially the Mayfield one. Uh, and then Baker Mayfield came in in the second quarter, and he looked great, I thought. Uh, played until the 4th threw 20 times in the game, had 212 yards and two touchdowns, was very mobile, was all over the field, included a seven-yard slant route pass Mm -hmm. to rookie Antonio Callaway that he turned into a 54-yard touchdown. That's a name you might want to file away to after Josh Gordon is now not there, Corey Coleman is now not there. Antonio Callaway might be a rookie that you just want to kind of – Well, if you're looking to score
3: some weed. Yeah, (laughs) Callaway's your guy. (laughs) Uh, it was his friend it it was his friend
1: conveniently left that part out of the story of antonio galloway it's josh gordon's not there somebody's got to step up that's true antonio galloway
3: you know that spider-man meme where they're pointing at each other yeah i just always said antonio galloway meets josh gordon they're changing their name to the cleveland greens Carolina took on
1: Buffalo. For Carolina, Cam Newton was sharp. Uh, went six of nine for eighty-four yards. Although it was all underneath dump-off stuff, and they didn't let him throw downfield at all. C.J. Anderson and Christian McCaffrey both had goal-line touchdowns, which was interesting. C.J. Anderson remains one of my favorite deep, deep sleeper guys uh, going off the board. You know, what do you, I don't have the ADP in front of me, but I guess roughly round eleven. Ish. Even though uh,
3: Norv says 25 to 30 touches per game yeah. for McCaffrey. Well, he
1: can say that all he wants. I think C.J. Anderson certainly going to get the majority of the goal line work. Uh, D.J. Moore is the rookie receiver that might be the best one to own this year. Here it is just game one. He went four catches, 75 yards, and looked good doing it. Uh, D.J. Moore feels like he might be the safest of the, uh, the rookie wide receivers. On Buffalo's side of the ball, all the quarterbacking was brutal. And we got no real clarity here. A.J. McCarron didn't do anything to lose the starter's job, and I think it's still his, but he didn't look good either. Josh Allen, the rookie, the big iron kid from Wyoming, he's effortlessly throwing like 70 yards downfield, and it's it looks simple. Now he's throwing into the, the second tier of the stadium. I've seen he's that happen, out, too. Yeah, it's, he's not Tavares
2: gonna, Jackson could do that as that's well. That's
1: right. Um, it's... It, he just sprayed balls around the field I, I, he's got a long way to go and looks like every bit the project he's going to be part of he had a couple of good passes too I'm not taking it all away from him but uh, he's got some work to do did he
2: throw it over that mountain
1: Kelvin we Kelvin <laughs> Benjamin had a touchdown he probably has the lowest average draft position of any number one wide receiver in the league and people have totally forgot about him forgotten about him. If they can get anything out of the quarterback position, he could be a, a legitimate sleeper option.
3: Let's go to Tennessee uh, at, at Green Bay. Green Bay, Bay. Uh, Green Bay. Uh, nothing to talk about in this game, other than Tim Boyle throwing two touchdowns for the Packers. Uh, Aaron Rodgers' job clearly in jeopardy after this game. Oh, yeah. uh, no, no, there's nothing to talk about here. Mariota, two for three, 42 yards and a touchdown, and uh, screw the Packers, right? There you go. Yeah! <laughs>
1: Knowing know, your, in your crowd right there, <laughs> play into the audience, it's... as we like to say. Matt, New Orleans taking on Jacksonville.
2: Not a ton in this game, a either.
1: possible Super Bowl matchup. Oh,
2: no, no, no. Let's hope not. No. no, no. Blake Bortles started. He played one series. He looked good, had a five-yard touchdown run. Uh, the Jags O-line was missing two starters in that game, so it was good that Bortles stayed clean in his yeah. drive. Uh, Leonard Fournette had a couple of nice runs in the first drive, but that was really about it. No Drew Brees in the game on the Saints. We did see both Alvin Kamara and Mark Ingram. Kamara only played the first drive. Ingram stayed in through the second quarter. Obviously, Ingram's out for the first four games of the season, so yep. they're a little less worried about putting a little wear and tear, tear on, on him Ingram, right yeah. now. So, well,
1: and frankly, punish him a little. Yeah, make him make him run in the preseason.
2: <laughs> Here, here's some third quarter preseason runs That's for right. you, Mark Ingram.
1: Uh, Cincinnati took on Chicago. Chicago, there was literally nothing to report. Starters played eight plays, and they netted one yard. So there's nothing to talk nice. about on the Chicago side. But the Cincinnati side, this is probably, as a team, if I were to take one team and just say if there was one team that has the the best sleepers as a team. The
2: ability to team jump. Team jump, yes. Yep,
1: yep. up it's Cincinnati. One of the worst offenses last year. Vastly improved offensive line. They put a first-round pick in Billy Price into their offensive line. They signed Cordy Glenn into their offensive line. And it's—I uh, think this offense gets a lot better. Joe Mixon had a had a really nice touchdown reception, including two broken tackles. Joe Mixon shed 15 pounds uh, over the over the off season, and he looks terrific. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm not saying I want to spoon Joe Mixon. <laughs> kind of seems like it. It's not a change of lifestyle. I just want him on my fantasy team. Just uh, don't
2: say he's yummy.
1: Okay, I will say Joe Mixon is currently my number 11 running back. And trending upward Ooh. on my cheat sheet. You can get it at fanball.com for free right now. Everybody here's got my cheat sheet, right? Yep. All right, good. If anybody needs one, you can let us know. We'll uh, we can make more copies. Um, also we had uh, Andy Dalton had um, uh, had a pick six that you'll see on the box score, but the receiver fell down. That's not his fault. He had two drives, he had two touchdowns. and well three if you include the three if you include the other. But John Ross fell down on the play, so it's not Andy Dalton's fault. Andy Dalton, another guy that I like as a sleeper. And AJ Green I think is being is, is too far down people's rankings. Currently my number seven wide receiver and trending up. We'll upward talk as well.
3: about him very soon. All right,
1: good. Let's go to our next
3: game. Uh, it's a quick one here. Houston at Kansas City. Not a ton to report here other than another quarterback uh, in trouble. That's Deshaun Watson, Brandon Whedon, two touchdown passes. So Watson uh, that's clearly it. a wasted draft pick at this point. No, just kidding. Uh, Brandon Whedon's
1: still in the league, by the way.
3: Yeah, I uh, thought he was dead, but yeah. he, uh, good for him. Uh, Jordan Aikens for uh, Houston caught mm-hmm. two touchdowns. All right. Behind Ryan Griffin on the depth chart is their tight end. Uh, yeah. CJ Fedorowicz, no more, retired. So that was the only guy that did anything. So keep your eye on Jordan Aikens, no, I
1: No, I, I won't. Keep okay. my eye on Jordan Aikens. Thank you. Let's go to uh, Matt, Rams taking on the Ravens.
3: Yeah, Joe Flacco started the game
2: and solidified his place as a starter.
1: Uh, you exactly. sound pretty excited about oh, that. Man. Are we all not rooting for Joe Flacco to fail? Uh,
2: yes, we all yes,
1: are. We want Lamar Jackson so, running the ball down so, the field. So
2: everybody's sad about Joe Flacco's Flacco one drive well. going 70 yards for a touchdown. Yes, uh, Lamar Jackson did come in next before RG3. Had a chance to play with some of the ones he led a five play seventy three yard drive and ran in a nine yard touchdown run that was mm-hmm. pretty cool so yeah. I like seeing that yeah uh, his touchdown run was absolutely awesome by the way the pocket collapsed he escaped he broke two tackles on the play it wow. was it was super cool okay um, Jackson played coming out of halftime as well and then yielded to RG three at the tail end of the game and the Rams on their side. They didn't bring anyone to this game. John no. Kelly is Todd Gurley's backup. That's and, the only thing I know.
1: Here's, and John, did you see any of John Kelly's runs?
2: He looks good. Yeah, Keep, he was.
1: i this is you know if, if you're if you're going to spend that number one pick on Todd Gurley, first pick overall. John Kelly looks legitimate. Fourth round rookie. Yep. He looks thirteen good.
2: carries, seventy seven yards, yes. and he, he looked pretty good. He had a forty yard run in there too. So yeah,
1: mo- that's a guy most people don't have any awareness of whatsoever. But uh, an excellent last pick of your draft if you have the first pick in your draft.
3: Definitely a Todd Gurley handcuff.
1: Do you? Have, did you take any more games or? <clears throat> I did got you one tap more out already. All we right. haven't
3: talked about uh, Captain Andrew Luck yet, who's returned to the battlefields. Oh yes, oh, uh, dearest mother. Uh, yeah, Luck played. His arm didn't fall off. Uh, six for nine for sixty-four yards. Uh, the Colts did lose Dion Kane, who was a rookie receiver. People were excited about their depth is very thin at wide receiver. He's out for the year. And then uh, for Seattle, real quick, Chris Carson four carries for twenty-six yards, while Rashad Penny eight for sixteen. Yeah, gross. And Carson started. Yep, Carson started. Right now, he's he looks like the guy. guy. Yeah. So yeah. Rashad Penny, you drafted him expecting bell cow work. Uh, He'll grab a shell as so you can need it. <laughs>
1: um, I watched Oliver Luck's throws. They didn't let him throw. His longest throw was about eight yards. So I mean, they're still being really, really stretching really, it out. Yeah, really stretching it. was All yeah. of dump off and underneath stuff, and so they're taking. They're being cautious with him. Uh, neither. Uh, Marlon Mack or Naheem Hines did anything of uh, of note in that game either.
3: And Jordan Wilkins also in the mix there, rookie running back too. He didn't do much, but uh, that's he a three-headed didn't. monster. Well,
1: that is a bit of a quote
3: unquote monster.
1: monster. Uh, Dallas took on San Francisco. Michael Gallup's a rookie receiver. They need receiving help. No Des Bryant. Michael Gallup showed up with a touchdown on a go route. Uh, Dak Prescott just played one series. He went three for three and threw that touchdown to Michael Gallup. Uh, on the San Francisco side, Jarek McKinnon, you're familiar? Mm. Yeah. Do you guys think he's a great runner? That guy does. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not as. Uh, I, I'm not as inclined to think so. Three carries, negative four yards.
2: That's not good for
1: Jarek in this game. I this. I'm avoiding Big Ten. There are people that have him as like their number twelve, number thirteen. number Yeah, 14 he's like a second back. or
2: third round pick right now.
1: And they're basing it just in the fact that he got paid and that he's going to and uh, he's going to what should be a. a a decent San Francisco offense, but it's also an offense where we know Kyle Shanahan uses a rotation of
0: running backs.
3: Yeah. I I asked all over his ADP last week. I've already, we've covered this. Don't draft Jerick McKinnon. Although Matt Breda hurt his shoulder. Yeah. He got banged up. Well, I got, I got a running back
2: that I'd rather get instead of him. That's carry on Johnson. Who was in the Detroit Oakland game. He looked really good by the way. Carry on, carry on seven carries 34 yards. And then he had four catches for 33 Blunt started with the ones, but Carrion was the guy who actually looked good in this game. And he's the rookie running back in Detroit. He's going to get the first shot over Blunt, Amir Abdullah, all those guys. I like him a lot. On the Oakland side, there's nothing to talk about.
1: That's not true. Did you not see Marshawn Lynch's touchdown run? Marshawn Lynch. There's looked nothing to talk about. Awesome. No, let's Stop with Marshawn Lynch. This is Lynch. what. God. This is one of my. We favorite went through this sleepers. last
2: year. We did. Oh, Lynch, how
1: did it work out? Currently, my number 16 <laughs> running back. Yeah. Well, look what happened to that coaching staff for misusing <laughs> Marshawn Lynch. Lynch was good last year. He had the 11th highest uh, rating by pro football focus among all running backs last season, and the Raiders had given the ball nine times in the game. It was they, it was absurd. He will not have a usage problem with John Gruden.
2: They brought in Doug Martin to D- spell Marshawn
1: Lynch. all the more reason to like Marshawn Lynch. No. Hey, Absolutely not.
3: M- the cops just showed up to arrest you for this <laughs> thing.
0: <team.
3: laughs> Ul- Officer, New Ulm's finest are now, here.
1: Now, <laughs> on Marshawn Lynch's 60-yard touchdown, he outran the entire Lions defense with sheer speed, I'm telling you, Lynch is in great shape. They're gonna use him right this time. Are you around. sure you
2: weren't watching like a Madden replay or something?
1: <laughs> no. Uh, by the way, it was called the play was called back in penalty, so I should say. Oh, that. okay. Nevertheless, this does not take anything away from Lynch.
2: So, um, so they the Raiders cheated to get Marshawn Lynch a good play that didn't count.
1: No. Yes. Uh, last thing I'll mention about Carrion Johnson, they threw to him five times, and I think he's gonna be a sneaky PPR guy. Not
2: well. nine times, but nine, five not times.
1: nine times. Yes. Uh what's who's next? I think it's me. Think that- Houston at Kansas City. Uh Deshaun Watson had uh, one pass for four yards. Uh Lamar Miller Oh well, I did
3: this one. Oh, you did Yeah. We're all you done. tried to help me all out. Right. Uh, we should talk about you. Jordan Akins more. Back uh, no, let's end. not do that. Okay. What do we have left? I think we're okay, done. Are we done? Yeah.
1: All right, good, because we're overdue for a break.
3: Yeah. Uh when we come back.
1: What do we have next? Hold on. The
3: Peacock Wait. Off. We're going to talk the about the Peacock some, uh, Off. No, no, wide receivers, right? <laughs> no,
1: we're doing the Peacock Off next. Oh, okay. Yeah, the Peacock <laughs> Off. Bold predictions from each of our hosts that later on in the season we'll be peacocking about how we got this right and it seemed absurd way back in my, the middle. My plumage middle of is
2: getting ready here. Yeah, your plumage is, yeah.
1: uh, is all over the place. Yep. Yep. It is Fantasy Football Weekly, year number twenty-four, live from Newell, Minnesota, at the Shells Brewery. <laughs>
0: You're listening to Fantasy Football Weekly on the fan.
1: Fantastic! Your I'm
3: ADP fine. just rose like ten spots. It was jukes through the tables—that was pretty impressive, yeah. wasn't
1: wow. it? The, the yeah. spin
3: move and it the was. leap was was the best part. Mid-season form. We've <laughs> uh,
1: we've got so many more people this year than last year. We need to run more copies of the sheet. So mm. I was trying to get all that accomplished, and then people are going to come around and uh, distribute more of those, which is great. So yes, let's talk. Now the Shell's Beer Garden is beautiful for a lot of reasons, not the least of which are the free roaming peacocks. Of which, remember last year we had the peacock on the roof, yeah, right there, and the peacock was interrupting our show, and it was great, and we loved that. We loved that. This year we the peacocks are somewhere we've seen them, but they haven't, they haven't, they are not integrated into our show yet.
2: Took a selfie with one pre-show. It was it was pretty nice. I
1: think that's pretty weird.
2: to yeah. be honest about that. It liked it.
1: Yeah. Um. All right. So what I want to do is talk. Uh, this is the peacock off a bold prediction segment. Things that most normal people would never think to be true, but you're going to go out on a limb on and make your case, and then hopefully later on in the season you'll be peacocking about how you got this correct. Brian, let's start with you.
3: All right, uh, so this doesn't matter if you're in a one quarterback or a super flex uh, league. Um, You can basically wait very long on quarterback and select from one of two guys who are going to finish inside the top 12 of quarterback who are going well outside the top 20 of quarterback, and that's Eli Manning and former Viking Case Keenum now with the Broncos.
1: So you're saying if I'm in a one-quarterback or if I'm in a flex or a two-quarterback? Heck, if you're in a two-quarterback league, take both of them. You take both of them in a a
3: two-quarterback. If you're in (laughs) one-quarterback, wait to the later rounds, grab one of these guys. Uh, Let's talk about them both. Uh, First off, uh, Eli has the eighth easiest schedule and Keenum the ninth, according to uh, Fantasy Pros. Um, Looking at him a little more individually, let's start with Eli. So right now, Saquon Barkley is getting drafted around RB7. Odell Beckham, wide receiver three. Evan Engram inside the top five. If that holds true, there have been 99 times in NFL history in which teammates, running back, wide receiver, tight end, have finished inside the top 12 at their respective positions. Mm. And in those 99 times that's happened, the average finish for a quarterback is QB6. Wow. So if you're believing in Barkley and Beckham and Engram, how is Eli not going to get it done as well? So I'm liking him in late rounds, and yes, I'm a Giants fan, but I'm going to poo-poo on a Giant later. In the show. So what? Gross. bias. I know.
1: <laughs> I think there's I think there's some validity to that. If you think Odell Beckham's a top three wide receiver and you think Evan Ingram's a top five tight end and you think Saquon Barkley's gonna catch fifty passes Somebody's got to somebody's got to distribute yeah. those balls around. Yeah.
3: Sterling Shepard, not too yeah. shabby either. Yeah. So uh, I'm liking Eli and uh, to Keenum real quick. Now in Denver, I love Demaryius Thomas and Manny Sanders. Keenum is a huge upgrade over Trevor Simeon, Paxton yeah. Lynch, whatever else they ran out there last year. Right. More than sixty percent of Denver's touchdowns came via the pass last year. I expect that ratio to stay at least the same and the touchdown total to rise. I don't trust the running game at all. Uh, this is this team is going to be on Case's shoulders, and uh, the best part about it. Two revenge games this year against the Rams and the Texans. So that's eight touchdowns guaranteed. And then uh, great playoff schedule, too. Week 14 at San Fran, then Cleveland, then at Oakland. That's going to win you titles if you're in the playoffs and got Keenum on your roster. Matt, give us your first
1: peacock off.
3: I'm really excited about this. A player that's near and dear to your heart.
2: All right. Eric Ebron. Ugh, gross. Yeah, guess what? He's going to finish as a top ten tight end this year. No, he's not. Yeah, he is. He's currently going off the board as tight end number 22. Oh, jeez. People are trying to eat here. (laughs) But he's with Andrew Luck, your guy. Uh Uh-huh. In Andrew Luck's last healthy season, 2016, the Colts had the best team tight end fantasy statistics in the league. They were number one Mm -hmm. for the tight end position. That was with Dwayne Allen and Jack Doyle. That team was top five in receptions and yards and finished second in the league in tight end touchdowns. Last season, without luck, Jack Doyle still finished as the ninth best fantasy tight end. Yeah. What you may not have realized is Eric Ebron finished as the 14th best tight end last year. He did. On the Lions.
1: Wow. And Yeah. They, and they liked him so much. They the team let, that knows they let him, him walk. best yeah. let him walk away. They know everything about Eric Ebron. They've seen every snap, every practice. And they said, you know what, Eric? Feel free to leave Detroit and never come back. Well, guess what else?
2: Frank Reich took over as the... Head coach of the Indianapolis Colts this year. That is correct. He came from a tight end heavy system. The team is tight true. end champion last year, the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah. Philadelphia had 110 receptions and 14 touchdowns last year from their tight ends. True. To top it off, Indianapolis has the second easiest tight end schedule for the season, according to Fantasy Pros. Huh. So I think All there's right. a lot of room to eat. T.Y. Hilton's the only wide receiver they got that so I'm interested in. You, so you would in.
1: take Ebron ahead
2: of Jack Doyle? Because here's, here's the, they're not I, both going to finish I, 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 can, the I can wait. I can wait, watch Jack Doyle go, and no, then I can take I Ebron really late. All right. How uh, yeah, much you want to read? To drop
3: in week one. Yeah. How much you want to read into this? But uh, in the last or in the preseason game, Luck dropped back twelve times to pass on his first two drives. Doyle ran eleven routes and the ran five. So yeah. that's I, twice I, as much work. Yeah, yeah they're, like, they're, we they're, asked for bold. They're, they're they're keeping it
2: under wraps. We asked for bold secret.
1: predictions, not clinically insane predictions.
2: Shut so there's, up, a, there's a
1: narrow Jeez. narrow margin there. Uh, Patrick Mahomes is going to finish as a top ten quarterback. No, he's not. He, he is. Uh, Virtually every ingredient in the recipe for success for a young quarterback is present in Patrick Mahomes. First, he was a first-round talent. Chiefs moved out to get him. Uh, This is a coaching staff with a lot of experience cultivating quarterbacks. Say what you want out Andy Reid. He can't win in the playoffs. He can't get to the Super Bowl or win a Super Bowl. But what he can do is get good play out of his quarterbacks. He's done it all of the time throughout his lengthy career, both in Philadelphia and resurrecting Alex Smith's uh, career. Uh, Also, Patrick Mahomes had the luxury of learning from the sidelines for one year. That's fantastic. I don't like throwing rookies out to the wolves if they're not ready and forcing them to learn on the job and develop bad habits and get skittish and everything else. I like that. Tons of receiving talent for Patrick Mahomes. Kelsey, Watkins, Hill, and he can throw to his running backs. Hunt is a great pass-catching running back as well. So plenty of talent around him. And maybe most importantly... He's got the mobility to produce rushing production. hes I'm not saying he's Deshaun Watson, but he, he is nimble. He can get downfield, and they're going to let him run some. Alex Smith ran a bunch. You know, This isn't a coaching staff that's going to force him to be a pocket passer. They're going to utilize the speed he brings to the position in much the same way that they did last year with Alex Smith when in every scoring system Alex Smith was a top-six quarterback last year. Plus, unlike Alex Smith, you get a cannon for an arm. He's got a bonkers – he might have the – I don't know, the the second, third, fourth strongest arm in the NFL. Patrick Mahomes will finish as a top 10 quarterback.
3: All right. Let's go to uh, your second Peacock off. So Evan Engram is going to finish inside the top 20. Among wide receivers. <laughs> They're already heckling you. Among wide receivers this season. Okay. He will need he's not a wide
1: receiver. Let's, um, so you well, need to clarify he, how he, this is going to work. Well he's not, all He's receivers? not when, in your,
3: when it comes to your roster. Among wide receivers, he will be in the top 20 in terms of points. Okay. But, yes, you play him at tight end. I understand so, that. Is a tight so end, this is a but, life hack
0: in, okay. for your fantasy team.
3: So he's a tight end. But if I were to
1: take his fantasy points at the end of the year, and look at those compared to the top 20 wide receivers. His fantasy points would be in there. Is yes. that what you're saying?
3: Yes. I that require that much detail. But, yes, it will because he's primarily Frankly, yes. lined I'm, up and as I'm a I'm never getting this minute of my life back. Throughout now. throughout training camp, he is playing wide receiver. Right. He will not be blocking. Rhett Ellison will be blocking. And uh, in 15 games last year, Evan Ingram had 64 catches. 722 yards and six touchdowns. He'll need 75 catches, 900 yards and around nine touchdowns to finish inside the top 20, mm-hmm. he thinks, and he's going to get there with uh Beckham in, in, the, in the mix and Barkley of course healthy. Uh Edgram was the the prime focus uh, for defenses last year. He'll have a lot of room to run and he's going to play wide receiver this year.
1: He's going to play wide receiver. Yes. He's going so he's going to be lined up on the outside, outside of Derby's
3: plays not blocking and he is he might have more fancy points than Odell Beckham this year whoa go that that, that that would have been better that would have been a peacock good. Well, off right there i'm now, gonna tell you not to draft odell beckham in the next segment so now, we'll, we'll do that later i've got evan ingram as my number four tight end he'll, he'll finish in the top three he'll finish in the top three bold right.
1: i like it all right I, obviously <laughs> i'm a, obviously i'm on board with evan ingram if i have his no four one tight no my one end. thinks
3: he's gonna finish ahead of Ertz and Kelsey and no i it,
1: it, no, it is well, i, I like it it's all right that could have been your peacock off right there all right, after, can you follow up your Eric Ebron nonsense, yeah, really Matt, can. with something that makes an iota more sense?
2: It, it This one hurts, Something too.
1: actually actionable by our listening audience? Yep.
2: Uh, oh, thank you. You said Patrick Mahomes, but I I'd say the guy he, who just left Kansas City, that's Alex Smith. He's going to finish as a top-ten quarterback. Currently going off the board as quarterback 20. All right, And if you're drafting on Yahoo for some reason, he's going off the board as quarterback 29. Why? Which I don't Jeez. get. All right. Um, yes, he well, moved to Washington.
1: We know, we know they're not going to run the ball anymore in Washington. That's true.
2: So his weapons changed from Hunt, Hill, Kelsey to Jameson Crowder, Paul Richardson, Jordan Reed, and Chris Thompson. That's yeah. certainly depressing. Um, but don't forget that he finished last season as the sixth ranked fantasy quarterback, and Jay Gruden, his new head coach, had Kirk Cousins over the last three years. Cousins finished as the fourth, third, and ninth best fantasy quarterback over the last three seasons. Washington faces the second easiest quarterback schedule, according to fantasy pros, and the easiest wide receiver schedule in the league. While their running backs that are terrible face the third hardest running back schedule in the league. They're going to pass all over the place. And Smith doesn't throw picks. He's thrown eight or fewer interceptions in each of the last seven seasons. He's also a sneaky good runner. Top 250 rushing yards in four of the last five seasons. He'll he'll add to that there. They're just going to throw constantly.
1: I think there's something to that. Yep. I like this angle a lot more. Than so I can take
2: on. my tinfoil hat off yeah, now. Y- Yes, you can. Okay.
1: Um, last one, I'll make it quick, so we need to take a break. I already, I already alluded to Marshawn Lynch. I think he's going to double his fantasy points from last year. He didn't score enough fantasy points last year, so it's not even saying a lot. But he will double his fantasy points, and that will launch him into an excellent strata for your fantasy team.
2: This isn't supposed to be funny predictions. Everybody's laughing out there right now.
1: No, they're not. They think this is a brilliant That guy up there is laughing. Uh, I alluded to this last segment. People think he was bad last year. He wasn't bad. He was just underused. Pro Football Focus ranked him 11th among all backs last year. The Raiders only gave him 14 touches a game. It was ridiculous. He was one of the, He's one of the NFL's few workhorse backs. There's nobody that's going to take meaningful reps away from him. Doug Martin. He's number 1 in pass protection Father among time. all running backs in <laughs> in the NFL last year. He'll be on the field for third down and then there's this John Gruden loves to run the ball. I went back and ran the numbers on all of John Gruden's runs versus passes as an offensive coordinator or a head coach. He ran he his he passed the ball on 55% of his plays, which sounds like a lot but it really isn't. Last year if you ran if you passed the ball 55% of the time, you were actually running the ball the ninth most times. Okay. So, applying what he has done historically, to last season's numbers on run pass, he would run the ball the ninth most times in the NFL if he does what he had done throughout his uh, previous career. So, Marshawn Lynch, my guy, and running back, number 16. All right, we'll take a break. When we come back, Brian will tell you about three wide receivers that have brutally tough Matchups with cornerbacks throughout the course of the season that may want to affect your rankings and the way you think about these players. All that and more. When we come back to Newall, Minnesota, and the Shells Brewery, it's Fantasy Football Weekly on the fan.
0: Victory on Sundays comes from listening to these guys on Saturday. This is Fantasy Football Weekly on the fan.
1: minnesota the shells brewery yeah we've got i don't know at least 100 120 people maybe fantastic have so many fantasy football loving rubes just like me well better looking than me but just like me in that one regard you love fantasy football and they hopefully don't love
3: marshawn lynch as much as you either no they really (laughs) should
1: uh by the way his adp is ridiculous we were talking about that in in the audience a little bit i think right now he's like running back 30 30, 32 going off the board. It's ridiculous. Workhorse back. Run for system. And he's good. You know what year it
3: is, right? <laughs> are you are you from the, the past? Are you time traveling? <laughs> Marshawn Lynch
1: is timeless.
3: No, <laughs> Frank Gore is timeless. <laughs> if
1: Frank Gore can do it, Marshawn Lynch can uh, do it. Know. All right, Brian, this is your chance to step up. And I'll mention this. This is your one chance. Your one chance. If it's not here, it's never happening. Uh, I, I've, I've, we've assigned you this job. I think in three straight years now to help unearth a, a, a series of receivers that are notable receivers that people are depending on, but have got brutally tough schedules because most people don't get that granular with the schedule and start looking at cornerback matchups. But that's what I've asked you to do. It was a big job and now we get the results. What do you got?
3: Yeah, not just the corner matchups, but just some just, you know, some other factors uh will come into play too. So I've been giving the Giants a lot of love, uh, this show, Eli Angram. I'm going to do the opposite with Odell Beckham here. Uh mm-hmm. right now he's uh going twelfth overall on average, it's wide receiver three. So if you're uh sitting on the clock and uh you're wanting to pick Beckham, uh Cannot fault you. Uh, it's a big name, and uh, you know, obviously, and, and obviously,
1: he's really, right.
3: really good. So there's that. But there might be, if you want to go wide receiver, there might be another guy you take over him. But let's uh, look at why you would uh, maybe fade Beckham on draft day. Uh, All right, s- starting week one, home versus Jacksonville. Yeah, brutal matchup. Roadblock right there. Yep. Best secondary in the NFL. Yep. And Jalen Ramsey and his Asia. first
1: game back off ACL. Yep.
3: Jags All right. only allowed eight touchdowns to wide receivers last year. Awful matchup. Could probably get it. He can get it done against anyone, but mm-hmm. brutal matchup. Uh, on to Week 2 at Dallas. Not that scary of a matchup. Byron Jones and Chidobe Awuze. Not a formidable formidable uh, corner duo by any means. All right. But uh, Beckham's catch totals in the last four, game, four games against Dallas. Four, 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 and five. Okay. Just one touchdown on those four. So All right. For whatever reason, uh, he's been struggling uh, against the Cowboys when he's not making one-handed uh, circus catches. Uh, week 3 at Houston. Jonathan Joseph used to be one of the most fear yeah, corners. Yeah, used to be great. Yeah. Kind of in the twilight of his career. They do mm-hmm. have Kevin Johnson, who's in a contract year right now. Yeah. Uh, only played 12 games last year. was far from 100%. Uh, Texans were shredded by wide receivers last year. Allowed 18 touchdowns yep. to the position. They did address the safety position with their top pick in the draft. This is a neutral matchup. Borderline tough. Don't hate it, but uh, not a great one by any means. But All the right. next week, week four, at home against New Orleans, Probably the second-best secondary in the NFL right now, in my opinion, with uh, Marshawn Lattimore and Ken Crawley, a cornerback. Only yeah. allowed 11 touchdowns to wide receivers last season. That'd be the Saints. The Saints, yep. correct. Okay. And, uh, they allowed quite a few to Stephon Diggs, though. Yeah. Woo! Yeah, baby. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, yeah. Screw the Saints. Did anyone hear what my boy <laughs> Alvin Kamara was saying about uh, the Vikings? Too? Yeah, yeah, wow. yeah. Do they yeah. play each other this year. They do. No, so a
1: who's uh, after? You, do you have you have uh, data for Odell beyond the Saints?
3: I do. Uh, week five at Carolina. This is probably his best uh, matchup uh, of the yeah. stretch. Uh, they were brutal against the pass last year. They did spend second and third round picks on corners in the draft, but the secondary is a bit of a rebuild. So you got to like Beckham in that matchup. Uh, next or the next week, I don't like it, though, uh, and that's Philly. And you used to love. Your wide receivers going up against the Eagles. Uh, not last year. Not last year. Uh, wide receivers only scored in 8 of uh, 16 games against mm. the Eagles. But over the previous two that's years. Amaz-
1: By the way, that's pretty amazing. In consider- only 8 of 16
3: games. Yes, and considering this, in the, the two seasons prior, wide receivers scored at least once in 27 of 32 games against Philly yeah. for 42 total touchdowns. Amazing. But Jalen Mills and Ronald Darby have totally turned the tides for that secondary uh, Beckham did have nine catches for 79 yards and two touchdowns in week three last year against Philly, but uh, Ronald Darby did not play in that game, and uh, this is going to be a bad matchup for a lot of wide receivers this season, uh, Philly, unlike past years. And then I'm just going to run through these real quick. At Atlanta, next week, Desmond Trufant, Robert, Robert Alford, yep, tough matchup. Week eight, home versus Washington. Do you believe uh, Josh Norman returns to form? I kind of think he will. He was yeah, there last year. Yeah, you know,
1: and a shutdown corner when he's in form.
3: Yep, and that's a now. tough matchup. And then week nines is bye, so... And then those other factors, Saquon Barkley, Evan Engram, Sterling yeah, Shepard. A lot, go around. Of, a lot yeah. of balls to go around. So yeah. I-, I love Beckham, obviously. He can get it done against anyone. One of the best wide receivers in the league. But I am going to take Keenan Allen over Odell Beckham on draft day, and I am resigned to drafting a wide receiver in the first round. I'm, wow. I'm in on this. Good. Totally. You should be. Yep. Well,
1: so on your – if it, I I don't know that you published a cheat sheet. If you publish a cheat sheet, you would actually have – Oh, Keenan well. Allen
3: ahead of Odell Beckham, wide receiver three. Okay, correct. Keenan Allen, all right. Uh, absolute all right. monster when healthy, and he runs about half his snaps from the slot, and that's not a bad thing because the inferior cornerbacks usually. Sometimes, yeah, you don't get the control. <laughs> shut- the, the shutdown so, corners he can generally are all over the, slot. the place, yeah. but um, all right, anyway. I love his schedule. Uh, week home, well, week one home versus Kansas City. Um, Week two at Buffalo. No, sorry. Who is this? Uh, this is Keenan Allen. All right, so now we're shifting to a guy you do want to take. I'm drafting Keenan Allen over Odell Beckham, basically. If you're going to okay. take Odell Beckham, I'm telling you to take Keenan Allen. All right. Um, um,
1: for the sake of time, we might just want to focus on the guys that we don't want to, uh, we do not want to take, so we should right, be let breaking just, momentarily.
3: All right, let me just tell you this. Keenan Allen won't see Denver until mid-November. The hardest matchup on his schedule, and that secondary is nothing that it was in the past. Uh, he's just got an amazing schedule, and I have a lot more good stuff to say. Maybe I'll put it on uh, Twitter. Well, well for the
1: people who are here, they can chat with you on the break. Mm, Sounds true. good.
3: All right. All right. Next guy, and this this pains me uh, to say I'm not drafting Devontae Adams. Oh. You no. Know, last year, I professed my love for him as yeah. my wide receiver seven. I think we were right here when we were, we were on professing the stage. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, uh, man, brutal stretch for him starting week one, uh, home versus Chicago. Uh, he did score on both meetings last year, but total just 100 yards. Kyle Fuller, great corner. But then you got Minnesota, obviously roads closed, Trey Waynes. Week three at Washington, Josh Norman. Week four, Buffalo. They allowed eight wide res- uh, touchdowns to wide receivers last yeah, year. Yeah, everybody
1: ran on Buffalo you know, copiously. He didn't even bother to pass.
3: Yep. Week five at Detroit, Darius Slay. Devontae yeah, did not tough. score against Detroit last year. Lions only allowed nine wide receiver touchdowns, and two wide receivers hit the 100-yard watermark against them last year. Okay. Week six against San Francisco. That's a good matchup. Week 7, by Week 8, the Rams. The Rams, you might want to bench all wide receivers against the Rams this year. With the yeah, acquisition Talib. of Marcus Peters, yep. Aqib Tlaib, yep. that defense, it's going to be an absolute nightmare. So that is a brutal matchup. At New England is no good. In week 9 for Adams. Mm-hmm. In week 10, home versus Miami. Xavier Howard is a corner you might have not heard of. Yeah. Only two wide receivers hit the 100-yard mark against the Dolphins last season. And only one wide receiver touchdown over their final six games were allowed by the Dolphins. So... I am all out on Devontae Adams, and because of the acquisition of Jimmy Graham, too. And, Matt, you got some red zone stats for Jimmy Graham. I don't know off the top of your head. but Yeah, uh, the
2: the Packers' last healthy season, uh, Aaron Rodgers threw 115 red zone pass attempts mm -hmm. and completed 33 red zone touchdowns. Jimmy Graham was the leader in red zone targets, receptions, and touchdowns last season okay all
1: right NFL. for Seattle so, yeah, yeah. And, uh, all yeah right. that was that was adams
3: among tight ends. primary role being among Every, anybody everybody everybody, everybody. everybody. all right yeah. okay and then, uh, so real quick, and we talked about A.J. Green quick. So if you're thinking Devontae Adams, I'm drafting A.J. Green. Uh, there's only three trouble spots in his first ten weeks. Uh, week five at Miami, we discussed them. He's got a bye week nine and then week ten against New Orleans. Mm-hmm. But he's got nothing in terms of uh, shut corners on his schedule. There's no Jalen Ramsey. There's no Xavier Rhodes. There's no Pat Peterson. Yeah. And then in week 15 and 16, he's got Oakland and Cleveland. I so like it. A.J. Right. Green over like Devontae Adams all day. All right. Well done. We got any time? Uh, not really. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, okay. can you give quick, me? Don't you draft Corey to... Davis. Draft Emmanuel Sanders. Okay, the, perfect. All right, I just, wasn't. Gonna,
1: I don't think I was going to draft Corey
3: Davis anyway. People are uh, though. He's he, throwing he, wide receiver twenty eight. People are. Is believing. he really? Yep. That's too high. It is. Wait, yeah. I have him
1: at twenty nine. I guess that's just right. <laughs>
3: <laughs> that was perfect. Uh, they
1: they got it just right.
3: Real quick: <laughs> Miami, Houston, Jacksonville, Philly, Buffalo. The first five for Corey Davis. Brutal.
1: When we come back, five hot questions. Five hot questions. You get to play along. We'll see if anybody in our our audience here can go five and zero. And if you can, Matt will buy you a green belt. Or I
2: got a couple oh. of Sports Hub Games Network T-shirts. Well, there we go. We could. Uh, we have T-shirts as well to give so, away. But you so, can't lie. Yeah,
1: that's just the thing. <laughs> this is really much more of a truth test to our audience. We'll see if you can go five and zero in our five h- hot questions. When we come back with more Fantasy Football Weekly on the Fan. <laughs>
0: You're listening to Fantasy Football Weekly on the fan.
1: Out of the shells of Brewery, we are live, fantasy football weekly, year number twenty-four. I am Paul Charchian, my co-host Matt Harrison, Brian Johnson. Uh getting you ready for drafts. Anybody already had their draft is already over with for anybody?
2: No, no not that's, yet. That's why they're here. Yeah, that, that's great.
1: Yeah, you know, sometimes it just works out that way that it it's more important that you get together with your friends. And if that means just all the schedules don't work out and you have to have a draft this early. It's worth it. Mm-hmm.
3: But ideally, you have it
1: later. But it's more important that you get together for the draft. For a lot of us, it's the only time that we see these people is once a year. And then we mock them every week of the season after that for their crappy fantasy and teams. The off season.
2: Yeah. And the offseason. Yeah. And the offseason. That's right.
1: Yes. And not just for their crappy fantasy teams. It could be for their face and you know, a lot of other things, well, that's, too. That's just that's cool. Just, yeah, that's just mean. Yeah, that's not us. Uh, five hot questions. Brought to you by Devonnie's, by the way. Our second-year uh, sponsor with Devonnie's. We're happy to have them here. Uh, we begin with...
0: Devonnie's Hot Question number
1: 1. Andrew Luck started the first preseason game last Thursday and gives the appearance of being ready to start Week 1. Two years ago, he finished as the fourth-best fantasy quarterback. Two years before that, he was the number 1 fantasy quarterback. Will he finish... As a top five quarterback
2: this year, Matt. Um, no, he won't. Um, I think that you're, he's you're the, he's the tenth. The people here know you had a constipated yeah. look on your face exactly when you said that. Yeah, yeah. It was it was a long night last night. And mm-hmm. what's that smell up here? <laughs> and, a lot,
1: and a lot of cheese apparently.
2: Um, Andrew Luck's currently going off the board as the tenth quarterback. That number's slowly rising. I think he hits value, but I don't think he pops into the top five. Um, he played in only seven games in 2015, didn't play at all last year. And this is mostly because the quarterback competition is so tough right now. Yeah. We, we In our Peacock Off, we just like cited four guys that we thought were going to be top, top 10, ten quarterbacks. quarterbacks. Yeah, that's right. And the, also, the
1: top ten is actually about, about 16 guys deep.
2: Exactly. So yes. we, if healthy, Russell Wilson, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers – Almost certainly top five quarterbacks. Then you mix in Drew Brees, Cam Newton, Deshaun Watson, Carson Wentz, Kirk Cousins, and Chargers guy Jimmy Garoppolo. All of those guys yeah. could be in the mix for a top five quarterback spot. If we can guarantee
3: a full sixteen games, I think he finishes top
2: ten, but not top five.
3: Brian, you know, will Andrew
1: Luck finishes a top five quarterback this year?
3: Yeah, not much to add. He does have the sixth easiest schedule, according to fantasy pros, for quarterbacks. But, yeah, I just don't see him beating out one of Rodgers, Wilson, Breeze, Brady, or Cam. Those are my top five in that order. Didn't even mention Deshaun Watson, so no. Yeah. Sorry, Luck.
1: No. Uh, the answer is no. Uh, he may not be allowed to run, and I think you guys didn't emphasize this enough. Yeah. Um, his solid rushing numbers are really what powered him to that fourth overall finish, that first overall finish. And I don't. I think with the shoulder, they're going to be really cautious with him. And then there's, you know, there's just playing now more other elite mobile quarterbacks that you have to get past to get into the top five, like Cam Newton and Russell Wilson. He has to get by elite passing quarterbacks like Brady, Breeze, Stafford, Rivers, Wentz, all excellent passers. And then I look at the dearth of receiving talent on the team. How many people here can even name a wide receiver other than T. Y. Hilton on this team? Anybody? Go, Ryan Grant. We got one. Hooray. We got <laughs> Chester Rogers. I got all right, so we got two guys. You can name anybody else. Look, it's bad. Now I realize Eric Ebron's gonna have ninety yeah, uh, that, three touchdowns and true. hundred and twenty. Yeah, that
2: that'll propel luck to a top five. The correct finish. answer is no. Oh, how many people are still in?
1: Yeah, how many people how many people alive through one question?
2: That's oh wow. It?
1: That, we we have a very honest crowd. We're already no, down to like twenty out of hundred twenty. All right. Excellent. They, we'll thought, see how they thought your be love going.
2: for luck would, would overcome uh, oh, everything. No,
1: not here. Uh, we're we're <laughs> brutally rational on Fantasy yeah. Football Weekly. All right, let's move on. Giovanni's hot question number two. It's the fourth round, and the big three tight ends, Gronk, Kelsey, and Ertz, are gone. Should you go for a tier two tight end now while you can, or continue to ignore the position for quite a while? Brian.
3: I was shocked to see it over the last month. It seems like Jimmy Graham and Greg Olson have uh, leapfrogged Evan Engram in ADP uh, as tight end four and five, and Engram's at six now. Um, (laughs) Of course you're surprised, Giants guy. Yeah, didn't I go over why Ingram's going to have a monster season and finish his tight end three? So it's pretty obvious that I will take Evan Engram happily in the fifth round. Uh, So that's
1: mostly yes. You're saying go for a tier two tight end now.
3: But the— Problem here is this question is wrong because Ingram is a tier one tight end, so it doesn't really work. Yes,
0: I'm taking Evan Ingram all
2: okay.
3: day long.
2: All right, Matt. So I get to take a tight end in the next few rounds. What? Well, this is a pretty ambiguous it is, question. It's a
1: little ambiguous, but I was trying not to box you into.
2: So, much. so like by the eighth round, uh, seventh say, round, say sixth round. Okay, all right. I'll take Kyle Rudolph. All right, Skull Vikings. Yeah. Yeah I, I played to, to the crowd. That's right. Yeah. Uh there's a lot of tight ends I really like in the late rounds. Last week I mentioned Tyler Eifert as my sleeper, but I want to draft Kyle Rudolph. Um you're going to have to probably reach around to do it in yeah. Minnesota because yeah. we we know what's up here in Minnesota. Kirk Cousins said it was like throwing to a mattress. <laughs> did he really? Yeah, he did.
1: <laughs> throwing to a mattress? Yeah.
2: Kyle, Like a king-size mattress. He's really? such an easy target. Ah, can a mattress catch them? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's a good hand. Memory foam. Memory foam, oh,
1: for sure. Oh, the yeah. memory phone. It'll just stick in. That's yeah. brilliant. Uh, what is Kyle Rudolph's sleep number?
2: Like, Is it zero? It just sinks right into him. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Cousins has always relied on his tight ends in the red zone. See Jordan Reed and Vernon Davis last year. And John Filippo came from the Eagles organization. I already mentioned the Eagles really like to focus on their tight ends last mm-hmm. year, a lot in the red zone as well. All signs point to Kyle Rudolph being a difference maker this year. He might even usurp one of those top three tight ends in my mind, finishing the top three.
1: The correct answer is ignore the position and wait. Here's why. Thank you. Uh good. We got a lot I got a lot of support for this already. Here's why. The second tier tight ends don't give you any more predictable production. Don't give you enough predictable production.
2: Oh, we really, don't know Sarge.
1: We don't know what's going to happen with any of those guys for sure. We can open dream, you know, but we don't have any we don't have any way to say that even Evan Ingram or Trey Burton, or is Greg Olson going to stay healthy? Is Trey Burton suddenly going to be a, a, a power for the Bears? Is Jimmy Graham going to do anything other than catch a touchdown? This is the one thing we don't, we don't know going into the season. This we is don't it don't know any right of those here. Things. We don't know anything going into the season. Here's what you do know. <laughs> if, we, if we look at last year, once you get last year's results, once you got to tight end five, you were already at half of the fantasy points on average of the top five. Okay. So you, once you've fallen off the cliff, you may as well just get value at other positions because you're already over the cliff. Right, give if us some names. If you're not going to get one of the elite guys. we got? For late round guys? Yeah. I would rather roll the dice on, is this a year that Jordan Reed stays healthy? I'll try that. Da- David Njoku. I'll try Tyler Because I told you I love Bengals. Uh, there are other guys that I will try. And even if that, if that means I'm, I'd rather use my fourth round pick, my fifth round pick on much more of a sure thing like I'd like I'd rather go get Amari Cooper as one example okay. than try to roll the dice and, and hope that Greg Olson is going to stay healthy this season
3: Evan Ingram's going to outscore Amari Let, Cooper Let's see what game. we got let's, left let's What do we got by. what do we got left here
1: Oh yeah how many people are still alive All right 1 2 3 4 5 6 7 8 9 10 11 12 14 15 16 17 18 19 20 21 22 20,
0: 20, 20, 20, 20. About 30 people. Sold! Two and 0 oh. <laughs> Let's move on. Two. Devonnie's hot question number three. Saquon
1: Barkley is the obvious number one rookie runner. Darius Geis was the obvious, I think, pretty obvious number two runner. Not anymore. Who's now the number two rookie running back? This is going to be tough. Let's go to Matt.
2: Well, now it's down to Ronald Jones Jr., Rashad Penny, and Sony Michelle. in my mind. I think Ron Jones has the clearest path to playing time, but that offense is in flux. I believe Dirk Cutter is the first coach to get fired this season. So mm-hmm. things are going things to are be I, bad in I, Tampa. I,
1: I think there's a real chance you're right about all of that.
2: Yeah, uh, Rashad Penny was a first-round pick, but he's getting beat out currently by Chris Carson in camp. Correct. That offensive line is horrible, and get this. The Seahawks' backfield was historically bad in the red zone last year. Yeah. Inside the 10-yard line, Seattle running backs had 20 carries for negative 3 yards last year.
1: Do you know how hard it is to do that? That's
2: impossible.
1: Do you know you can fall forward you for 3 yards? Human, nine, you can fall forward for 3 yards. Yeah, the
2: 9-yard human. That's right. The 9-foot human. Manu yeah. Bowl
1: could do that. Yeah,
2: absolutely. And if he
1: stretched <laughs> out, probably more than that.
2: So... The answer is it's Sony Michelle, it's Charch's guy. That's going to be the answer here. (laughs) I know the knee injury's scary, but if he's exactly what Deion Lewis was last year, he's a top 10 back. If he's better, which the Patriots
3: had to believe to spend a first-round pick at him, he's going to be scary good. Brian? Uh, Even before the injuries to Michelle and Geis, I wasn't uh, super high on those guys. I'm not super high on any of these running backs outside of Barkley, so... That's, the not rookie. The, that's not the question. It's not the question. Oops. But the question, hold on. The question was when you sent it, the number one rookie runner. You didn't say running back. Oh. So the number one rookie oh. runner outside of Saquon Barkley is, really? is going to be Lamar
0: Jackson. And he should go number two in any. Oh, yeah. Run.
3: I don't care what your settings are. He's the next Michael Vick, but righty, and he doesn't uh, fight dogs. Lamar Jackson, the number two rookie runner behind Saquon Barkley. Put it on wax. All right, it's the, not the peacock off anymore. No, yeah. <laughs> the correct the
1: correct answer is in fact Sony Michelle uh, for all the reasons Matt gave you. But I will add this: in addition to being a first round talent on an extremely high functioning offense, and I know he's, we're not going to see him for the, the preseason uh, with uh, with the injuries. got, and that's just going to pound down his his uh, his average draft position, which I love. But here's a stat you probably don't know. New England has the most rushing attempts and rushing touchdowns inside the five-yard line over the last five years. Belichick loves to use his runners. Last, All five of them. It, well, you know what? We don't, they don't have five good ones right now. And if we can get production. As we as they proved last year, down the stretch second half of the season, both Rex Burkhead and Deion Lewis were both viable weekly starters and who is so, your guy preseason sony Michelle's going to
3: be that mike gillisley
1: right yeah. hey <laughs> two touchdowns <laughs> in week one okay was that was brilliant run. for a week yeah. uh, the correct answer is sony michelle did anybody go is anybody three and zero? Oh? do i get anybody left one two three four five six seven of you remain three and oh let's go to the next question
0: devonny's hot question number four Colts owner Jim
1: Ursay says that Marlon Mack will have a 1,500 yard season. By how many hundreds of yards will he be wrong? Brian.
3: I don't know if I can count that high, man. Um,. <laughs> Last year, the Colts running backs combined for about 1,800 to 1,900 total yards Mm -hmm. among whoever the Colts running backs, Frank Gore and Marlon Mack. (laughs) Uh, I know that the Colts seriously addressed their O-line in the draft. They got Quentin Nelson, uh, made a couple nice other acquisitions. My boy at the RV Scout on Twitter is very excited about the Colts' offensive line, but I'm not very excited about Marlon Mack. He's going to be lucky to total 1,000 yards this year, I think. He's already hurt. Hurt his hamstring in the preseason. I like Jordan Wilkins, this rookie. Naheem Hines is the rookie everyone's talking about. Yeah. But uh, it's just going to be a, a rotate, a platoon, basically, there. And he's not going to get a lot of third down work. I think Hines soaks that up. That seems to be the word. So How, I many, the, no, number, number.
1: how many hundreds will he be out? You said 1,000 yards? Is that what you said? For uh,
3: 600 yards off.
2: He'll be Six. off
1: by 600 yes. yards. Got it.
2: Okay. I say he's off by 1,100 yards. Wow.
1: Okay. Okay. Uh, by a thousand, all right. Yeah,
2: um, you know Mar- he had
1: he had 580 total yards last year. Yeah, okay. I do. Okay. It's part of my research all here. Right.
2: Marlon Mack injured his left hamstring on Thursday night. That's the same injury I am recovering from <laughs> oh, well, right then. now from kickball. Oh. that's right. <laughs> I you
1: don't know the, how the, many times I've heard this story. <laughs> the rounding corollary. third
2: pulled up lame. Still completed the home run. Yeah, well, listeners, think yeah. you. have pulled up lame during the show. Yeah, I did. <laughs> Eric Ebon. So I didn't even go to an online doctor to check <laughs> out my diagnosis. I went to a real orthopedic doctor at TRIA, and he told me the expectation for this injury is six weeks <laughs> before okay. you are a full go. Yeah. Well. And chances of re-injury are high. So that means Marlon Max probably not coming back till week two or three. <laughs> By that time, <laughs> Nyheim Hines has stolen his job that means mac is again a backup last year he totaled 500 yards in exactly 14 games which he'll do again this year repeat of last year he's mac. off by 1000 yards
1: okay so last <laughs> 1000 yards so last year he had 580 yards and then if i take frank gore's numbers and i split it three ways between mac and Uh, Naheem Hines. No one takes Frank Gore's numbers. (laughs) (laughs) Frank Gore's numbers are Frank's. (laughs) Frank Gore left. Um, That's going to add in approximately 200 more yards. That gets him 700. And now that means Jim Irsay is off by 800s of yards. No chance anybody's left, right? Did anybody have eight? It's not fair. It isn't. 750 counts. We're in. I got one guy. I got two guys that are left. We'll see if they can go 5-0 and oh with this question. Devonnie's hot question number
0: five.
1: Chargers wide receiver Mike Williams says he'll have a big role in the red zone. You buying it, Matt?
0: Yeah.
2: Um, they lost Hunter Henry and Antonio Gates. That was 32% of their red zone targets from last year and five of their 14 red zone touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Tyrell Williams only had one red zone target last year. Travis Benjamin only had two. Yeah. But Mike Williams only played nine games. And he had four red zone targets. That was 18% of his total targets <laughs> Yeah, was in, in the, the red, red zone. zone. So if he's healthy this year, let's say he gets 80 total targets, and that's kind of a, a meager amount for, yeah. a, for a young wide receiver. That means he'll have 14 red zone targets if that percentage holds true. That's more than Henry or Gates had last season. So, yeah, I
3: think he's uh, have, going to have a decent role in the red zone there. Straight copied off me, not much to add. But if they sign Gates, which why haven't they yet, right? Uh, why haven't they? That'll hurt. I know. a little bit. But why wouldn't they he, want Gates in? Right. If I think healthy. Gates
1: doesn't want to be in training camp. Yeah, to be honest, it. yeah. I, I think he's like, uh, you know what, wink, wink, nod, nod. I'll sign in about three weeks when you break training camp. I'll show up for the the third or fourth preseason game, and that'll be it.
3: So I concur with what Matt
1: said. Uh, answer is correct. Answer is yes. For all the reasons you guys gave, I'll remind people: Mike Williams, a first round talent, six foot four. He is a he is built to be a a goal line end zone style uh, target, and they will use him there. Sneaky sleeper. Correct answer. Yes. All right, guys, did you get it right? We have one winner. Come on. Up. What's your name, by the way? Eric from New Ulm. Eric from New Ulm. In the Percy well, Harvin
2: shirt. Come on. Either up. you're very
1: good, or you are a bald faced liar, my friend. <laughs> Wonderful. He's got a Percy Harvin uh, uh, jersey in which there I think he's go. taken the Harvin name off of.
3: Oh, wow. Over the course like of time.
1: It. And now it's a smart... Gus
3: Ferrat jersey. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a little ambiguous now.
3: Brad Johnson? It,
1: it could be no, Brad. No, he was 14. It could be Brad ah, Johnson. We're not sure. Uh, when we come back, we will look at, the, at a rookie draft. Rookie drafts only meaningfully last about two rounds. We'll go through the average draft position of the top 24 rookies and tell you whether or not each one of those guys is appropriately placed or if he should go higher or lower. We'll start with Saquon Barkley, and we'll work our way through 24 other rookies when we return to new Minnesota, the Shells Brewery for Fantasy Football Weekly on the fan.
0: You're listening to Fantasy Football Weekly on the fan.
1: Shell's Brewery, we're out in the heartland. Yeah, live fantasy football weekly. Paul Charchi and Brian Johnson, Matt Harrison, with you. All kinds of fun stuff as we. Uh, this is my first show. I want to thank Eric Nordquist for filling in last week for me, which was uh, which was great. I mean, it's performance not necessarily great, but it was nice. It yeah, it was a, to it was a disaster. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's um, let's dive into uh, rookies. A lot of people playing dynasty leagues in empire leagues. And their draft is effectively rookies and free agents, and we don't know who the free agents are in your league, but we know who the rookies are. Let's go through two rounds of of the average draft position of rookies, and then I want you guys to tell me whether or not the do the people have it right. So the first the first rookie being taken is Saquon Barkley. Clearly, they have it right.
2: Everybody good with that? We're we're good there. Okay. Yes. All right. Thumbs up. The
1: number no, two.
3: Is, I got something to. Say. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, Giants guy's got a problem. One is too late. It should be going earlier than one. Uh, he went the last problem is year. he's
3: not in a bubble. No more preseason games. I'm convinced.
1: You know, I don't want to go into hyperbole yeah. here. And somebody brought this up on Twitter, and I was like, yeah, it does feel a little that way. Do you guys remember Adrian Peterson's first preseason game against the Jets? He was awesome. And I already, in that preseason game, I'm looking at that going, I have already seen enough to know this guy is not normal and that this thing's going to be special. Saquon Barkley if he, didn't look quite that good, and I'm not saying he's going to be in an Adrian Peterson Hall of Fame caliber career, but just what we saw there
2: looked let, amazing Let, let me, me. Let me put something out there, Charge. Yes. If Saquon has a really, really nice couple of runs in game two of the preseason and a couple of nice runs yeah. in game three of the preseason, and he sits out game four, as he will. Mm-hmm. Does he sneak into the number one overall pick in a redraft league conversation? Yeah, yeah,
1: I think he'll be in uh not to Gurley. I don't think he'll ever get ahead of Gurley, but I think he can get to number two. Do you think he should I don't think I don't think I
3: think it'd be hard to get people to get moving past Gurley. I don't he think I be. could do it. Would you? I Maybe. think I would. Right.
2: Sounds fun.
1: Darius, I think right
3: now it's David Johnson is the one guy he's threatening in standard or, you know I'm too, uh, that but, offensive line's gonna be so bad. Yeah. I'm nervous.
1: Uh number two is Darius Geis. That's dead. So now, let me ask you this: so You're in a dynasty league, yeah. keeper league. You're in dynasty, an empire league. Now, where do you take Darius Geis? knowing he's going to miss this season? He'll almost certainly be at full speed by this time next year, with a full year to recover. Yep. Where is the right spot for an enterprising team to take Darius Geis in their rookie draft and basically shelve him? You can probably throw him on an IR spot.
2: Yeah. Where do you Where do you put him? So I mentioned it last night when we were talking about this and uh, over a couple of grain belts. I think, yeah, yeah. Hey, there we go. A couple of blue light specials. That's right. Yeah, um, more than a couple. I, I think that Geis doesn't get past the tail end of the first round where there's really good dynasty teams. Okay. So you have a roster that's already set. You have a roster that looks like it can contend again. Yeah. Now I'm going to take guys and just sit on him for a year and know, I don't really need this pick, but I'm not going to take a chancy wide receiver late right. in the rookie draft. So I'll take Geis and just sit on it and see if i got a, a, a good running back in year two. I think you're going to have to get past
1: the rookie running backs who
2: can probably contribute this yeah. year. The Nick Chubbs and the,
1: the, the Carryon Johnson. I think but those we'll, guys are gone we'll before back. that. We'll come yeah. back and talk about this well, a about later this, as it moves on. How about this take
3: really quick, though? I mean, if you're drafting second, your team's probably not that good. I would still almost just take Geist and sit on him because I still like him more than any of these other running backs. Wow, that's none of these no guys way. are going to help. No you. way! I'm blowing my second pick in my rookie draft than a guy who can't help me at all. Well, this it's better year. than Sony Michelle. We
1: don't
2: even know for sure he's going to be the starter next year. <laughs> Only if you're punting this season as well. Can we that's move on? We
1: got 24 guys to get through. Let's go faster. Sony Michelle is the number three rookie up. Obviously, Matt and I correctly deduced that this is correct. Go ahead, Brian.
3: Uh, just take too a look early. at history. The end.
1: Yeah, I'll, I'll look at New England. I will backs. look at Dion
3: Lewis powering teams to a championship last year. Where was he ranked in your preseason rankings last year? Who's that, Dion Lewis? Doesn't matter. It's not that's the top, top scoring New England running people back. Are, people you are wrong. pounding the drum for Mike Gillis Lee as you are part. for Sony Michelle. <laughs> I am, and Jeremy Hill is going There's, to outscore Sony Michelle this year. I love it when I Brian can't. goes
2: full wrestling mode. <laughs> you really are exactly. <laughs> I feel the energy from the people. I feel like I gotta eat beef jerky sitting next to you.
1: Next, number four uh, rookie off the board, Rashad Penny. He's got a deal with Carson, as we mentioned before. What do you think? Is this too early or is this just right?
3: Uh, that's the answer right there. Yeah. Right? Well, what is it? I, I, I It's way too high. He's not even a starter. Too, and you, uh, I don't know. I have,
2: I have fourth pick in our Empire draft, and I will not be looking at Rashad Penny. I wouldn't, Penny take, right I wouldn't take
1: him this high, so we all agree it's too early. Yep. Next up, Ronald Jones. I think he's also in a sneaky timeshare situation with Peyton Barber potentially. Uh, I don't think he's not necessarily a pass catching back for Tampa either. I don't know if he's going to be on the field for third downs. Ronald Jones is going to the number five uh, rookie uh, player overall. He's Tampa's
3: runner. What do you think? Not buying it. I, I, I think Peyton Barber is the real deal, at least the real deal is Rojo is, at least this season. And what a tough division, too, did for running you just
2: backs. say Peyton Barber is the real deal?
3: Oh, my God. Uh, well, you got 13 I, carries to what? Jones
2: is one? I, I got Jones over Rashad Penny. Yeah, and it's I do too. It, it's it, there's a slight edge there. I I take him over Penny, but I actually think this is about right for yeah, Rashad Penny. Yeah,
1: uh, I don't think he's a special talent, but he does have some opportunity. Next, the sixth player is Royce Freeman. He's the presumed starter in Denver, but Denver on came PA's out and just said on PA show yesterday. We were talking to a guy who, who covers the Broncos for them, and he said, "Dude's shown nothing." He's absolutely nondescript so far in OTAs, minicamps, and they think it's going to be a committee.
2: Yeah, it's going to be a committee between him and Dante so Devontae
1: Booker.
3: Is is number six too early for Royce Freeman? Absolutely. If I'm forced to take a Denver running back, I'm taking D'Angelo Henderson, who people have probably forgotten about in the last round of my draft, who they're still excited about in Denver. Yeah, uh, somewhat excited about. He didn't do much of anything
1: last year, and he's so small I can put him right in my pocket. Oh he's asking. number <laughs> number seven rookie is wide receiver DJ Moore. Is uh this is Carolina's rookie and our first the first wide receiver is going I, off the board. I'm
2: more interested in this at Me too at picks four I, or five than some of the running backs we've already mentioned.
1: I am too. I think this is too actually if we're gonna say all these running backs are going too early,
2: yeah, then I gotta
1: say DJ Moore's going too late. He is flashed consistently in the offseason. His first preseason game was fantastic. He will be a Week One starter for Carolina, and on a team that needs wide receiver help, he's a first-round talent. DJ Moore, I think he's going too late at number at pick number seven. Let's go to number eight, Nick Chubb. This is the Georgia part of the one-two rushing attack that Georgia had with Sony Michelle. He was the thunder to the lightning that Michelle brought. He, though, in Cleveland, is locked into a bit of a timeshare himself. What do you guys think about Nick Chubb here?
2: I, I like Chubb's future prospects, but this year the Carlos Hyde thing is a little pesky. Yeah, I'd almost treat Chubb like you would treat Darius Geis, but he'll give you something this year where we hope Carlos Hyde is gone by next season yeah. and Nick Chubb can take over the first and second down role by himself with Duke as the third down guy. So I almost treat it like a Geis-plus uh,
1: here's the case I'm going to make. If Carlos Hyde were any good, San Francisco would have kept him. I don't think Carlos Hyde is very good. and I think, You say and, this for
2: every free agent. Like, every free agent who leaves a the team, they're no good anymore. Well,
1: Eric Ebron isn't <laughs> any good anymore. It, here's the thing. It, the the 49ers just spent stupid money on Jarek McKinnon. And they easily could have given that same money to Carlos Hyde, but they don't think Carlos Hyde's worth that, so they didn't. Well, they Jared McKinnon's walk.
2: not good either because we let him walk.
1: Yeah, we. Well, you know what? <laughs> Jared McKinnon's no Dalvin Cook. I'll tell you that much. That's true. And as it's going to turn out, Carlos Hyde is no Nick Chubb. I think Nick Chubb is going to outperform this number eight overall draft position that he is in right now among rookies. Let's go next to Lions runner on Johnson. We talked about him earlier. Splashed a bit in the in the preseason.
3: Do you think this is appropriate for him? Uh, I'll go to the carry on desk over here with Matt. I don't know. I'm not. We took a little flack for not being excited about the Detroit backfield. He seems like the favorite, but I still think Theo Riddick certainly factors in on third downs uh, right. for the most part. So, But I think carry on will probably climb a little bit more so than Freeman. And Chubb uh, with the the Geist news, I see him taking the biggest leap. The in, only uh, worry here is that Matt Patricia,
2: a Patriots protege, mm-hmm. has five running backs in that backfield right now with Blunt, Amir wow. Abdullah, Zach Zenner, well, Theo. He was, well, he was Blunt the garbage. garbage. He was
1: <laughs> he was the defensive coordinator for the Patriots. Yeah, but, not the offensive. Yeah, coordinator but
2: he 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 read the offensive playbook and yeah. goes, oh, five running backs is a good thing. Nah, I don't know. Uh, I'm, I, I'm a little nervous at, the, at that, but I think Carryon's the most talented back. There. I think I think this is a about the right spot for him.
1: Uh number ten, Cortland Sutton, wide receiver. What do you think about his prospects here?
2: Oh to
3: the Denver, Denver. Uh, passing game desk uh, and Brian Johnson. Nothing this year with no, uh, Thomas this and year. Sanders right. and I don't know. Why would he go this high? Uh I'm blanking on the rookie re- receiver a few years ago in Denver. Everyone was Cody excited. Lattimer. Cody Latimer Cody Latimer. He's not even know. on roster anymore. So yeah I'm uh, Sutton I like Receivers that we might get to if we have enough time, way down the list. More yeah, than him. I
1: don't like Sutton either. I think this is too early. The eleventh rookie going right now is Calvin Ridley from Atlanta. He's hope they hope they can just walk into the spot vacated by Taylor
2: Gabriel and that he'll be a starter. Oh, I'm so excited about Taylor you really Gabriel's want, you really numbers. Want to, yeah, that's right. So Ooh.
1: Been, as almost a best case scenario, yeah.
2: right? I don't want any of that. It, All right, this point. So it, this is too at early this point too. When we're looking at these rookies, I play in mostly quarterback flex. Yeah. And, or 2QB, well, we Dynasty have co- and Empire We got quarterbacks
0: league. coming
1: I, up I, I, I want
2: to draft some of these quarterbacks. Where all right, are they? Let's
1: go to the next player. Number 12 is Lamar Jackson. There we go.
2: Mm.
1: And what do you think of this? Love him. He, it's too late, right? I you love take him earlier. the whole
3: league passed on the best quarterback in this draft, and oh, I hate how on. I have to be a Ravens. He's not, he's he, not the best quarterback. He will be. Uh, well, when it comes to fantasy football, he, might be he the best fantasy fantasy will be. He's in the mix really at four for me. At four in, wow. in our okay. Empire League. All right. He's no, he's not because I'm because t- Brian's at three. Okay. So Brian's going to take it. and whoever's at three. got two, if he takes them, I'm going to beat his A. <laughs> but yeah, I love Lamar Jackson. All right, we all agree that Lamar
1: Jackson's going too late at twelfth. Thirteenth uh, is Michael Gallup. This is the rookie wide receiver for the Cowboys who will slide in for Des Bryant. I had a touchdown last week in uh, or yesterday in uh, the
3: Dallas game. Are you what galloping what are you to gallop galloping. on gallop. draft day? I don't know. Uh, I still think Hearns is the guy there this year. I know. Why? I love how What does Alan Hearns
1: bring to the table?
3: I don't know. Nothing. I'd rather have Cole Beasley than than
1: Hearns. That says plenty. Gallup's got the opportunity to to take over a job. This is the right spot yeah. for Gallup. He's right probably
3: here. the the be, he might have the best chances in redraft leagues this year among yeah. rookie wide receivers Number doubt.
1: fourteen rookie is Chicago slot receiver Anthony Miller. Had a nice uh, had a really nice off season.
2: I'm going to gush about him later in the show. We'll hold
1: for then. <laughs> but needless to say, you think he should go sooner. Yeah. Next up, Christian Kirk, Atlanta
3: wide receiver is uh rookie. Not uh, rookie fifteen. I'm uh, sorry, Arizona. yeah. Arizona. Yeah. The Another guy. other city that starts with A. One of the other receivers uh, who has a chance to uh, contribute this season. So uh, he, he should be on your radar in redraft leagues. All uh, camp reports on him so far have
2: been terrible, though. Mm-hmm. He's been he's been demoted to the second or Azzy. third team. Yep. And they, they wanted him to slot opposite Larry Fitzgerald, but All camp right. reports are bad. D- right. So I think this I is said. too
1: early on Kirk, yep. personally. Uh, number 16, tight end Mike Isecki. This is our first time a tight end makes an appearance here. He certainly has an opportunity to get immediate playing
3: time. Well, I've heard he's. Well, you can't read too much into the depth chart in the preseason because the no, coaches aren't the depth chart. Especially is uh, uh, always
1: flim yeah. so, flam. Supposedly all the talent it in the is. world.
3: Flim flammery. Flim flam, but uh, you know, rookie tight ends they, they struggle mightily in the NFL unless they're Evan Ingram.
1: Unless there, yeah, then it's all very, very special. Miami's got a need for anybody to step up with a pulse in the receiving game. I think this is actually a, potentially a little bit low, but we know that rookie tight ends almost never do anything. Yeah, Evan Ingram was really a once a decade outlier as as a tight end that did anything in his first year. Uh, James Washington is a guy who can step in and be an immediate starter for a high functioning offense in Pittsburgh, and this is he'll step into uh, the Martavis Bryant
2: role. They had a rookie do this last year. His yes, name's Juju Smith-Schuster. And, and it and turned now, out he was really good. Now everybody's drafting him pretty high. There, There's an opportunity here for him to be a good, popping off every once in a while week kind of player,
3: a bi-week fill-in.
1: Is number 17 player overall about right for James Washington?
3: It might, might tweak up a little it, bit. Is, is he a, a, a must handcuff, the rare must handcuff among wide receivers if you draft Antonio Brown, obviously, in the first round? I don't think Antonio Brown's handcuffable. I don't you think lose so. so much.
1: Yeah, I think I can find other help. Yeah. I think I can find other help. Uh, number 18, Naheem Hines is a guy that we've referenced a couple of times, and many people don't know him. He's a rookie running back for Indianapolis. A lot of people think, I think rightly so, Marlon Mack is nothing special and that there's an opportunity for him to come in and meaningfully contribute. What do you guys think? Is uh, number 18 an okay spot for him? Yeah, I like that there. Yeah. That's about right. right? And in
3: PPR leagues, he's going to be a factor this year. He should see the bulk of third down work for Indy.
1: Number 19, another rookie we've referred to once more. Uh, one other time, Kalen Belage is this tall rookie running back for Miami. And Frank Gore is getting old. And
2: we've got Kenyon, uh, Drake. Kenyon
1: Drake, who actually I like
2: Kenyon Drake. And he's People good like Kenyon Drake quite a bit. I, I Belage
1: could be a pass-catching helper.
2: I think Balazs and Gore ruin Kenyon Drake this year. Wow. Really? Yeah, I don't like. Why pin- Frank Gore can't ruin anybody? They don't. You he's, don't bring he's, Frank he's Gore to town to not yeah, no. to not give him two hundred carries. No, you really That's do. That's the problem. No, you really do. He's this had two hundred carries in like twelve
1: straight years. Yeah, and this is the year where this is the one year. This is yeah, the year where all he is is just a veteran <laughs> presence on the bench if you need him. Kenyon Drake's far better. He's not there for his all mentorship right, abilities. L- last guy that I want to that last rookie I want to mention as we go through our top two uh, top twenty rookies,
2: Josh Rosen quarterback behind sam bradford i mean rosen's got a chance because sam bradford's knees are the the question mark of all question marks right Uh, bradford played great in the first week for the vikings last year and then his knees kicked up and he was just mysteriously played a full
1: season before that yeah
2: but so we how how is how is he going to
3: react from a health standpoint
1: i'd rather baker mayfield or sam Darnold. yeah
3: and arizona already lost they're starting center for the year, which yeah. probably helps Rosen get playing time because Sam Sam's going to get hurt that yeah, much sooner. That bullseye yeah. just expanded Sam in circumference. Darnold is the guy Rosen out of these that all. is going to start week
2: one. Nah. Yep. Sam no. Sam Darnold. Oh, oh, out of the group. Yeah, he yeah. might
1: be. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Uh, I think Tyrod Taylor's going to be able to hold down the fort uh, in Cleveland and keep Baker Mayfield at bay at least for a little while. Uh, final segment of Fantasy Football Weekly coming up momentarily. We'll unveil our Sleepers of the Week and take questions from you guys. We need people that want to participate in this show. We've got a microphone over there. You can come up in line. We are live from the Shells Brewery in New Ulm. It's Fantasy Football Weekly on the Fan.
0: You're listening to Fantasy Football Weekly on the Fan.
1: Final segment from New Ulm. This is it. We love you. Thank you for coming. This has been terrific. We're building a little thing here. This is like the training camp west. Southwest. South. South. So we straight south? Are we more south or are we more west? Pretty south. South. Well, southwest. Training camp southwest. South by
2: southwest. There we go. Yeah. I like that. Uh
1: Uh, The training (laughs) camp event, the big training camp event, 1,000 people next week. That is as always at Canterbury Park in the Big Expo Center, right? Uh, you know, on the grounds, and yeah. Um, the the catch that I want to make everybody aware—not catch—we have a different start time. Normally, we're ten to noon, but the Vikings have a noon kickoff, so we got pregame from you know that'll be happening at that. And we are right after the Vikings game, approximately ten o'clock. I'm sorry, approximately four thirty start time for Fantasy Football Weekly. It's the two hour radio show, just like this one, and then it's about ninety minutes of. Deep dive data after that. Stuff that it you we use A V, it's stuff that's really more complicated than you can talk about on radio. And this is the stuff for people that are really serious about winning your leagues and having a lot of fun and being in a room. None of these people are people serious like about winning the no, no, leagues. No. no. These guys. <laughs> this is I love the idea that we can do our outstate <laughs> version of it here one week early, yeah. and then we do the full-blown training camp next week. So we encourage people to come out, and it's free. It is totally free. Canterbury is like 70 week.
2: minutes from New Ulm, right? You can do you both. You could all come up. Yeah, absolutely. Come
1: on, let's yeah, go. So we can get people to do both. We are just talking to uh, – there are several people here that drove down from the cities. Yeah. They'll have the opportunity. It'll be even easier for them to do both. All right, final segment. We're going to knock down some sleepers. Then we'll take any questions from the audience. And now is the time start to up. come up to the mic up here and um, and queue up for that. Uh, Brian, let's start with you. Who is your
3: sleeper this week? I'm going Ben Watson at tight end, who's uh, back in New Orleans. Ben's going, like, outside of the top 20 uh, tight ends in terms of ADP, which is absolutely nuts. Uh, last year, Watson was eighth in catches among tight ends with the Ravens, who deploy, like, Four tight ends on average, it seems like. Yeah. Uh, He's the only guy in New Orleans. And in 2015 with New Orleans, he was uh, top seven in uh, tight end scoring among uh, tight ends, obviously. So I'm loving Ben Watson. Great late-round value.
2: Okay. I alluded to this guy earlier. It's Anthony Miller of the Chicago Bears, currently going in the 13th round of drafts. He's wide receiver, 57. Uh, He's a second-round pick out of Memphis. Only had one target in the preseason game on uh, Thursday. However, it was with the first-team offense in the first series of the game from Trubisky. Uh, so many people are comparing him to Antonio Brown. Saw someone on Twitter say that Miller has bigger hands than Odell Beckham, elite footwork, precise route running, creates separation with ease, quick speed, great hands. Those are just some of the accolades that he's By received. By someone
1: on Twitter. <laughs>
2: Am I supposed to believe someone? Was it you? At online doctor. Someone on <laughs> Someone on Twitter said that. Well, hey. I guess we'll bank on that. It was a Chicago Bears beat writer, sorry. At real Donald Trump. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> at, right. There we go. If Matt Nagy's yeah. offense is legit, Anthony Miller's a sleeping giant.
1: Uh, currently going off the board at pick number 294 is your Super Bowl MVP, Nick Foles. Now, there, by the way, that's after guys named Bo Scarborough Kiki Kute. Justin Jackson, Nick Vanette, and a guy who currently is not on an NFL roster, Malcolm Mitchell, and you can get the Super Bowl MVP who could very well end up starting the season as the Eagles' starting quarterback. There's a plausible scenario here where the the, the Eagles just play it safe with Wentz and put him on the pup list, and he wouldn't play for six weeks. There's another scenario where Foles just starts the season because Wentz, who they've already said is not going to play all preseason, they just start Foles to be safe. And Foles is great, and they're winning games, and the timetable on wins gets pushed out. Is Foles going to play 16 games? No. But can he be an awesome, like, top-five-level contributing quarterback for the first month of the season? Yeah, he could be. You, you know what and Nick you're getting Foles a pick is? 294.
2: You know what Nick Foles is? Tell me. The guillotine league quarterback of choice. Yeah,
1: that's a great point. He'd be great. Early on, you, you you would not get whacked.
2: And you're going to find somebody else's quarterback on the waiver wire soon. Last thing on
1: Nick Foles, the Eagles' first four games, when I think he's most likely to play, Atlanta, Tampa, Indy, Tennessee, rank against the Pats last year, 18, 23, 22, and 21. All in the bottom third. Let's take some questions in our final moments here.
2: What's your name, where are you from, and what you got? Drew, coming from St. Paul. And he's got a baby. And my eight-month-old wants to do the opposite in an Empire League. Any running backs, middle <laughs> or late, in the draft that he should target?
1: Is this the initial year of your Empire League? Yeah. yeah. All right. I love that. Uh, what do you guys got? So if you're not going to take a running back till round four, five, or
3: six, who do you like to target in that spot? Well, in a startup, uh, I think you could get Jordan Howard maybe still in the third round. And he's, just, he's going – below Jet McKinnon in redraft leagues, which is criminal. I would target uh, Jordan Howard just big time. Get Jordan Howard. So let's, let's He's very young. Later. Let's
1: it, go even later than if it's that, an, If it's
3: an empire startup, everybody takes the young running
1: backs yeah, first. Yeah, I think Jordan so, Howard's a long so gone. So guess
2: what? You take the older running backs. Bingo. You, you, you get all your young wide receivers in the first mm-hmm. three rounds. You take all the older is, running backs. Yes. And, and, and you try to win this year, and you try to win next year. And you see, you see if you can just do it right away. Yeah, I,
1: I have, uh, people do that with Dynasty Leagues all yeah. the time. They fail to they fail to take older players. Marshawn Lynch, I think, is a, a fantastic <laughs> oh, player in this spot. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right, what's your name?
3: Hi, Greg from New Ulm. Hi, Greg. Uh, I would like to start off by making a motion that we rename the Max Williams Memorial Injury Report <laughs> to the Sam Bradford <laughs> Memorial Injury Report. Yeah, that's right. Um, my question was similar. Uh we just finished up our first Empire League, so thank you awesome. for that. Uh, so restarting with uh, version two, uh, who's a good under-the-radar quarterback to build around? I, I expect Lamar Jackson will already be gone.
1: Okay. Um, what do you guys got? So this is round two I, of the I rookie season two. I know what, I know what Brian is going to say right now. Mitch Trubisky. You want to make your case? No. 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 <laughs> you love Mitch
0: Trubisky. Everyone does. In the office, I can't get should. you to
1: stop talking about Mitch Trubisky. Then we go on the air. I set you up for Mitch Trubisky, and you want no part of it. So I'm
3: not going to lie. You tap Matt, and that means he was going to answer this question. So you weren't <laughs> even listening. <laughs> well, I sort of zoned out. The love of God. So it, it's a rookie draft I'm sorry, in man. year two? Or are we doing a, a, a completely
2: new league? It's
1: it's, a, so, it's the restarting an Empire League that uh, somebody cashed out on oh, last year. Oh, okay. Well,
3: I have an answer, and he's so steady, and he's top 10 every year. And Matt Stafford is the safest pick in an Empire League that you can get probably at quarterback 15, and he's still got a lot of... Yeah, that's a good one. I love Matt Stafford. No one talks about him. I but- t-
1: Patrick Mahomes was my... When I made that bold prediction earlier. I love Patrick Mahomes, and I would build around him.
2: What's your name? Where are you from? My name is Isaac, and I'm from Moorhead, Minnesota. Uh, what you got? Um, So I own Deshaun Watson in the eighth round and Cam Newton in the second round at, like, pick 15 overall so with having Watson and I'm starved for like wide receivers and running backs would you keep Newton who's at a good value out of 15th with being it's a keepers league is it two quarterbacks Uh, one quarterback no 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 keep Watson Watson.
1: great keep Watson yeah for sure Uh, we're out of time new home thank you this has been great Ted Marty thank you very much for putting this on it's great to see so many people here we'll see you at the fantasy football weekly training camp next week Canterbury Park, 4.30 for Fantasy Football Weekly and all the goodness that comes with it. Talk to you then, everybody. Bye-bye. Hey,
0: you know people who get all serious around food? My friend Greg is one of these people. He'll be like, ooh, what is that? You got a hoagie? Yeah, you got a toasted hoagie bun. Nice. Is that a tomato peeking out? Yum. Ah, uh, yes, and you can stop staring at my hoagie, Greg. Head over to Tim Hortons for freshly made-to-order hoagies, now just three twenty nine. dollars Choose from four tasty options like classic chicken, turkey, Angus steak and cheese, or ham and cheese. Just three twenty nine. dollars Great quality at a great value. It's all good at Tim Hortons. Price and participation may vary.